Welcome to the second midweek madness of the summer. Um, like I said, uh, this is going to be a series of podcasts that we're going to do uh, that a uh, little bit different than my normal regular episodes, which I'll still record. Um, last week, we did a kind of an overview, kind of the state of the Star Trek franchise. I also gave you uh, my Top Gun Maverick review. This week, we're going to talk state of wrestling. And then I had some, I posed some questions to the TikTok crowd. And some came through. We're going to have a couple uh, uh, listener questions from that. And then we'll get on down the road. So welcome to Midweek Madness number two. So let's talk state of pro wrestling uh, at this point here, June 8th, 2022. We are a few days um, after the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view that took place on Sunday and Second straight pay-per-view in a row that the world titles were not defended. We'll talk about kind of what where I think they may be headed here in a minute with that. Didn't have the world tag team titles defended either. In fact, the only title that was defended on Sunday was the United States title by Theory. And um, it's the first time since uncensored 1996 where only... One title was defended. So we're, we're talking all the way back to WCW, where only the United States title was the the uh, title defense. So um, here's the deal. We're, we are, we're well past pay-per-views in the WWE. In fact, they don't even call them that anymore. They are Peacock Premium Events. And so WWE can kind of get away with doing this. And they can get away with not having the world champion defend his title two pay-per-views in a row. Do I like it? Eh, Not really, but it is what it is. So um, let's talk about the kind of the good of Hell in a Cell and uh, the subsequent Monday Night Raw that took place. Um, Great match uh, between Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Um, Cody Rhodes, he had uh, basically tore his pectoral muscle um, last week and he wrestled with a torn pectoral muscle. And you could tell. I mean, he's got, he had this massive purple bruise on his pec and um, got the win. Now, a lot of people felt like maybe Seth Rollins should have gotten the win since Cody's going to be gone uh, for at least probably six months, if not longer. Um, yeah, I guess. But, you know, I think, I think you're really still aiming – to push Cody Rhodes as as a world champion material and certainly doesn't uh you know doesn't hurt him to go out uh maybe just basically with this three three match uh sweep of Seth Rollins. I don't think it really hurts Seth Rollins either. Um you know, this is a Seth Rollins that's beaten Brock Lesnar. He's, you know, main evented WrestleManias. I think he'll be fine. So, um be interesting to see what what the next direction is going to be. Um, you know, there were rumors that Cody Rhodes was the one that was going to win the um, Money in the Bank, which is the next pay per view coming up. Who do you put in that spot now? We'll talk about that a little bit later. You know, will Cody Rhodes be in fact be out for six months to a year? You know, John Cena had this same injury and was out for four months. Again, it's John Cena. He heals quicker than other uh, wrestlers, 
you know, Triple H was out for about five months with this injury. So kind of interesting to see what happens here. Um, I think when Cody Rhodes comes back, I think he certainly will be inserted back into the main event scene. Based on what they did Monday night, he'll, I mean, he'll probably have a little bit of more of an angle with Seth Rollins. I hope they finish that off quickly and then move him on to another feud, maybe with the for the world title. Um, do you hold him out all the way till uh, Royal Rumble? Have him be a surprise entrance? Maybe we'll see. So that was that was one of the big stories to come out uh, from uh, Hell in a Cell on the Monday night uh, Monday Night Raw. The other big big story: Judgment Day, the group Judgment Day um, has a new member, Finn Balor. This had been talked about, uh, I know, on the message boards. Um, for a while now, um, I was surprised if they were going to go in this direction. They didn't have Finn Balor turn on AJ Styles because, well, I'd love to see some AJ Styles versus Finn Balor matches. Those would have been fun. I think we may still get that. Um, they had Finn Balor basically come out on Monday night and join. Now, here's where it gets interesting. You have, uh, you have the Judgment Day crew, so, um... Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, and now Finn Balor. They turn on Edge, and they basically do a stretcher job with him. And from most reports I've read, this was a way to write Edge out. And there's there's uh, conflicting reports that Edge um, really wasn't happy about the supernatural direction that they're going to take the Judgment Day group. Yeah, um, it just it's here's why it seems it, it's. It's it's a little goofy because you had basically had Edge building himself up as this heel faction leader and bringing these bringing these guys in, and then all of a sudden they turn on him. Right? I mean, I think the the story could have written itself a few months down the road where they turn on him, but very uh, very quick turn. Um, so I, I expect you probably will not see Edge. For a while, maybe by SummerSlam he comes back. I think you're going to have, I think probably he'll come back by SummerSlam because you, you know, it's a, this is a stadium show you're trying to build. And I think certainly you're going to see Edge and John Cena, which we'll talk about in just a minute, um, at that SummerSlam show. Um, now, as far as the Judgment Day, where do they go next? I think certainly Rhea Ripley, um, she's set to face. Um, Bianca Belair at the Money in the Bank uh, Money in the Bank pay per view. Um, I think she wins. I think she will win the Raw the Raw Women's Championship. Do you get gold around Damian Priest or Finn Balor and Finn Balor? I don't think you do because there's not a lot of gold to be around. There's no tag team titles. Those are going to be held by the Usos. I think the U.S. title is going to be going in a different direction than um, putting it on one of those two. So. I think at this point, yeah, Rhea Ripley will be the world champion. Now, here might be an interesting twist. Maybe she becomes more of the leader of this faction, this Judgment Day faction. We haven't really seen a, a female lead a faction, uh, a male faction before. Might be an interesting twist, and I think she certainly could be capable of doing that. So, and then uh, the other big news from Monday Night Raw was uh, the announcement that John Cena is coming back to the WWE, coming back to Raw specifically on June 27th. It is being promoted as a um, 
celebration of his 20th anniversary in the WWE. Here's my prediction on what's going to happen. I think you're going to have a feud with uh, Theory and John Cena, and I think it will lead into a match at SummerSlam, Theory versus John Cena, U.S. title, and I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I I could potentially see a scenario where Cena wins, maybe brings back the U.S. title uh, open for a couple of months, and then you've got creation of a new star, or is this a way to really put Theory over to have John Cena uh, job out to him. I don't know, but I think I think that's where we're headed with uh, Cena and and uh, th- you know Theory at SummerSlam. Um, we're also heading towards the Money in the Bank pay per view, which had a big uh, big hit to it a few weeks ago when they basically said no, we're not going to be having it at the Raiders Stadium, Allegiant uh, Allegiant Field or Allegiant Stadium. We're going to go to the MGM Grand Garden Arena, which longtime wrestling fans know that was the home of WCW Halloween Havoc for many years. So that's kind of cool. But it's also a big white flag that WWE is waving that the ticket sales were not very good for this event. And I'm, you know, I, I, I get trying to make Bunny in the Bank one of your big quote unquote tent pole events. I think it's. I think it's uh, certainly. I think it's become a bigger event than Survivor Series has been over the past few years, um, and you know, I, th- I would I would put money in the bank up there with the Royal Rumble and um, certainly probably SummerSlam. So I get why they were doing that. I think it's. I think the problem probably more was you've got back to back to back stadium events coming with money, which was supposed to be Money in the Bank. SummerSlam in Nashville, and then they're going to be going to England uh, for the Clash of the Castle. And, you know, I think something just gave and money in the bank had to had to go back to an arena. I think, you know, you it looks like we're going to end up with Matt Riddle taking on Roman Reigns for the world titles. Um, I think Roman Reigns will win easily there. I'm still not really clear what the plan is with unifying both the tag titles and the world titles are we ending the brand split if we are then what's going to be the motivation to watch five hours of wrestling if you're not differentiating between brands also i i i would be shocked if they're ending the brand extension because from everything i uh you know understood fox was very insistent that the brand extension stays so, and I would imagine USA is not going to be real happy about um, this brand extension ending and Roman Reigns basically being nowhere to be found on on Monday Night Raw or any world title on Monday Night Raw. So I'm not, I'm still not really sure what the direction is. Was was there a plan basically to have Cody Rhodes win the Money in the Bank and have him cash in and win the WWE title and then have Roman keep the Universal title? I don't know. Um, but that's going to be interesting to watch from everything that I've read. We're going to have Riddle and Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. They're going to have Randy Orton and Roman Reigns at SummerSlam and then Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns at Clash at the Castle. Um, I could see McIntyre winning that one at Clash at the Castle. Will he win just one belt or will he win both belts? I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. And again, we still don't know with the with the tag situation. 
Are, are the Usos basically unifying one title? And then are we headed towards a unification of uh, with the women's titles? I don't know. be interesting to see. Um, the other big WWE news story that's kind of been making making waves is the status of Sasha Banks and Naomi. They walked out of, of a show about a month ago because they were not very happy about uh, their booking. And they were the women's tag team champions. And WWE has gone out of its way basically to bury these two superstars. Um, very much similar to what they did with Stone Cold Steve Austin 20 years ago when he quote-unquote uh, walked out, took his ball, and went home. Um, so at this point, we don't have women's tag team champions. It wouldn't surprise me if those uh, women's tag titles are put on the back burner for a while. Um, you don't have – you don't just don't have a lot of women's tag teams right now. Um, so I could see them putting that on the back burner for a while. But, I mean, who knows? They could surprise me next week and start the tournament then. But they really haven't mentioned it lately. So that might be put on the back burner. I'm still also not really 100% convinced that this isn't some sort of work between Sasha – uh, Naomi and the WWE because could this be a way to get Naomi into the bloodline? You know, Roman Reigns comes out, pushes to bring her back, and then they unify the women's titles with her. I don't know. We'll just have to watch and see. But that's kind of the big stuff going on in WWE right now. Uh, let's talk a little bit about AEW. I am not a a big follower of AEW. I, I, I support them and I, I hope they continue to grow and get better just because I remember the good old days of the Monday Night Wars when you had really two viable promote, really you had three with ECW viable promotions. And I think AEW is the opportunity that we've, we've not had in a long time to see that happen. Um, so you have CM Punk winning the belt at double or nothing. And now he's basically, he is injured. He's going to have to have surgery. So they're going to give. Uh, they're going to have an interim interim champion, very similar to what UFC does, and they're going to crown that interim champion at this Forbidden Door pay per view that's coming up, which is a. It's basically an AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling event. Um, here's my prediction. I think I think uh, Dan- Brian Danielson wins that. Because I think you get a lot of money in a match with Danielson versus CM Punk. If it's not Danielson, um, it could be Adam Cole maybe. But I think that's where the, that's the direction they'll go. You know, AEW's kind of at a point where I think they've they've reached a little bit of a plateau, and and um, I don't know what direction they're going to go next, and. The, the strategy of signing ex-WWE guys and, and pushing them to the moon for a while and then they disappear, I think it's a good strategy. The other big AEW story is, is MJF. What is going on with him? Is, is there really truly an issue with him and the AEW? I don't think so. I think they're really trying to do a little bit of the very similar of the Brian Pillman angle from the 90s with MJF. Um, now will he resign with them? I, I think if the WWE has an opportunity to sign MJF, they will. Um, cause I think he character wise, he's probably one of the best character wrestling characters 
that are around today. And, uh, you know, Vince McMahon certainly, I would imagine, is salivating over potentially getting him into a WWE ring. And I'm sure MJF's thinking he's about to get paid big time when his contract expires, which is in 2024. So I think there's a, to work right now with AEW. We may or may not see MJF a lot late in the next few uh, weeks to months, but, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, and I don't think it's going to hurt his character. So that's kind of the snapshot of what's going on right now in the wrestling biz. You know, there um, there are some good podcasts that have have uh, just started. There's a new Mick Foley podcast. William Regal has a podcast now, and so does uh, The Road Dog. Um, and then you've got your Eric Bischoff, Jeff Jarrett podcast that continue on as well. So I'm going to take a break, and then when I come back, I've got a few listener questions, and then we are going to wrap up our second wit, uh, second midweek madness. Welcome back to Midweek Madness number two. We're going to take some questions, and these are questions I got from uh, TikTok. Um, and again, if you're not following me on, on TikTok, it's just simply the Chris Carpenter Show. Also follow the official Twitter, which is at the C-Carp Show as well. And we, uh, we do have an official YouTube, the Chris Carpenter Show. I'm still trying to figure out how to possibly get these podcasts over there. Haven't been able to figure that out yet, but uh, there are some uh, TikTok videos on there right now. So, uh, first one, and, and this one person preferred to remain nameless. Um, any tips on summer school? So, I'm teaching summer school, which it's it's going really well um, so far. You know, I always enjoy teaching summer school. This is my, the fourth time I'm doing it as a teacher. You know, I, I uh, went. There was a period of time where they didn't need. Uh, need uh, other teachers, and then we had COVID, and then I had surgery one summer, so I couldn't do it. But you know, I always enjoy doing summer school. It's kind of keeps me busy, um, but also it's it's really it's really good money usually too. So, uh, but tips for students for summer school: take care of your business. You know, you're there for a reason. Um, take care of your business. It you don't you know don't don't horse around, play around, things like that. So. Good question. Uh, next question we had was from Isaiah. Isaiah was asking about who do I have in the finals. So we're going into game three tonight, which is in Boston. It's tied one to one. I here's who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the Celtics because I can't stand Steve Kerr. And every time Steve Kerr opens his anti-American mouth, uh, makes me want to just shut the TV off. Um, so I'm for the Celtics. However, I'm realistic. Uh, I've said this, uh, and I thought this pretty much at the beginning of the playoffs. It's the Warriors' championship to lose. It's base. This is basically the same Golden State Warriors team that won the championship in 2015, lost it in seven games to the Cavs in 2016, and yeah, they don't have Kevin Durant anymore, but. I honestly think that was a addition by subtraction for this Golden State team because you know Kevin Durant I think is a bit of a he's a bit of a diva and a bit of a headache so I think the Warriors probably win but I'm rooting for the Celtics now how many games I'll probably say Warriors in six I think the Celtics really stole a game in out there at Golden State. I think I think Golden State's kind of righted the ship, but I do think Celtics maybe can get one at the Garden, um, but I think it wraps up in six. So it's the NBA. I really don't care, honestly, but 
they're all oh, just yeah. Anyway, so but I, yeah, I'm thinking I'm thinking Warriors in six. So, all right, couple more questions uh, that we got off of the TikTok, and this is from Gary, and he says. Rank these teams you would most like to beat next season in basketball. Texas, Kansas, Houston, Illinois, Boise State, Drake. All the schools that a former Red Raider transferred to. All right. Well, uh, the the last one will be Drake. Who even transferred to Drake? I'd have to look that up. Yeah, Drake would be on the bottom. Then I, I would be followed by a Boise State then followed by Houston. Well, no, I take that back. I would put Illinois. Um, you know, Illinois, then Houston for sure. And it's really not even about the fact that um, it was um, – oh, my gosh. I'm having – I'm having some – I'm having a senior moment here. Who went over there? Houston. Malik. Yeah, it was Malik. Um, I don't have any problem with, with him. You know, but I, I I really don't like Kelvin Sampson, and we need to keep Houston in their place as they come into the Big Twelve. So uh, certainly the top two, Kansas and Texas. Kansas, I would put it as number two. I do want to beat them. McCuller has not handled this transfer very well. I mean, he should have just said, "I'm going to Kansas, be done with it." Um, but you know, he's gone on he's gone on some other podcasts, other uh, interviews. And he's kind of trash tech a little bit. So I would put that in number two. But number one, I mean, number one until – number one, it's not even just about Beard. It's Texas. We, we you know, I just – I always want to beat them. So I would, that would definitely be how I'd rank them. You get an opportunity to beat two of them, at least two of them next year in Texas and Kansas. Wouldn't be that shocked if Tech plays Houston. They've played before. Um you know, we haven't had any sort of release of the non-con schedule yet. That should be coming, you know, in a few weeks. We, I mean, we do know Georgetown's coming to Lubbock. We, we know uh, Tech is going to be playing in the Maui Invitational. And I don't, I'm not even sure who all is playing in the Maui Invitational. Um, well, let me look that up real quick. Behind the scenes of the Chris Carpenter Show. Which, by the way, I'm really excited that Tech is playing in the Maui Invitational this year. I think that's... I've been wanting them to play in that for several years, and I think it's going to be going to be fun. All right, looking it up right now, we've got San Diego State, Ohio State, Louisville, Creighton, Cincinnati, future Big Twelve member, Arizona, Arkansas. Ooh, that's going to be fun. That is going to be a fun draw. I'd love for Tech to beat Arkansas. Love for Tech to beat Arizona. You know, Cincinnati. I don't have a lot of sports hates towards. Um, you know, they got suckered into Tuberville too, but it would be good to beat them uh, as a future Big 12 opponent. So, but yeah, that would be where my rankings would go. All right. And we've got uh, one more question. Which actor turned politician is your favorite, excluding Ronald Reagan? And that's the big twist because I would always, always have said Ronald Wilson Reagan. So, actors turned politician. I'm I'm looking, I'm looking up uh, specific actors that became politicians. I'm not gonna say Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, he 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 made a dumb comment about COVID restrictions. 
Um, basically, he said, forget about the Constitution. So he's out. Um, that's interesting. This list has Trump as an actor. I don't. I wouldn't put Trump as an actor. Um, let's see here. Cal Penn, no, not Cal Penn. Al Franken, no. Caitlyn Jenner, has she run for something? I don't know. For, oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the 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 one the one I just saw that I on the list. Fred Thompson for sure. I was a big Fred Thompson fan. Um, enjoyed him on Law and Order. And, you know, I really wanted him. I really was for him for president in 2008. And, um, you know, I just I think he, he just didn't run a very good campaign. And uh, but, I, yeah, I would definitely say Fred Thompson. So good questions this week. Like I said, these midweek madness podcast episodes are designed to be a little bit different than the normal Chris Carpenter show episodes. We'll, we will record Saturday, and I do guarantee this Saturday I will record. You know, the last couple weeks I've recorded on Sunday, recorded on Monday. We don't have any tech uh, sports to wait to react to, but uh, I will do my normal recording. And this Saturday is going to be the one-year anniversary. We're going to be episode 52, one-year anniversary of this podcast so a little bit of a celebration. I'm going to be doing the top five best moments of the year for tech sports. We're going to do a couple of these top fives as we kind of get ready uh, as during this off season of no, uh, no tech athletics to react to. So tune in Saturday will be episode 52 and we'll be back next week for another midweek madness episode. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about yet. Uh, you'll just have to tune in. Might be a surprise. So anyway, hope everybody has a good rest of the week, and I will see you Saturday for The Chris Carpenter Show.